Shalom, shalom everyone. Chag Sameach. It is Jerusalem Day. We are celebrating the reunification of Jerusalem, the liberation of Judea and Samaria, the liberation of the Golan Heights, the liberation of the Gaza Strip, all in the miraculous six-day war back in 1967. Folks, as you know, social media censorship is growing. The best way to support our video work for Israel is to subscribe to our video newsletter on pulseofisrael.com and to share our videos. If you are already a subscriber, then thank you. Two additional ways to connect with and support Israel, they are so simple. One, click on this link to help us strengthen Israel by strengthening Judea and Samaria. It's simple, everybody. Just click on the website and choose the best option that works for you to strengthen Judea and Samaria. And number two, enjoy the beauty of Israel whenever you want. No matter where you are in the world, you can enjoy our online virtual tours of Israel. Just visit israelisbeautiful.com and choose the virtual video and activity package that works for you. So, usually this is a march that it's about, we, we liberated Jerusalem for the benefit of all peoples. All residents of Jerusalem, Jews, Christian, Muslims, we all have freedom and equality under the Jewish state of Israel. What is not allowed if you live under any Muslim government in the Middle East. So here we are on the traditional march. The march is behind us. They haven't come here yet. The masses are still behind us. Usually we walk through all of the old city of Jerusalem, through Damascus Gate, to the Jewish quarter, to the western wall of the Temple Mount. But this year, because of the horrendous violence and terror of our Muslim neighbors, the Israeli government, government has capitulated and they have stopped us Jews from being able to walk through Damascus Gate, through the Muslim quarter, which Jews used to live in the Muslim quarter. Okay, Jews used to live in the Muslim quarter. Don't think, oh, it's called the Muslim Quarter, that's because no Jews used to live there. It's a lie. Jews used to live in the Muslim Quarter. Today, Jews live in the Muslim Quarter? A thousand Jews. A thousand Jews a thousand live in the Muslim Quarter. Thanks to a lot of the work that a man, this man does with Atarat Khani and this is Daniel Luria of Atarat Khani. Now, Daniel, what do we see over here? What do we see behind us? One word. What? One word. What? Actually, two. Yeah, what are the Disgrace two words? and capitulation. Absolute capitulation. Not since 1967 have we seen such a thing. Ever since 67, there has been pride, the fact that we've got back Yerushalayim. The fact that the government that doesn't exist, a prime minister that has decided, because obviously it came down from there, to stop Jews walking around Yerushalayim because of Arab violence is an absolute disgrace and capitulation. And the only people that should capitulate is this government and any single person who is behind putting these barricades here, we are we are barricaded we're barricaded from walking through the old city of the Jerusalem through Damascus Gate today. right the way the way our enemies win is because all they have to do is terrorize us all they have to do is use violence and then we capitulate folks this is in Kansas I say this all the time this is the Middle East strength works here you earn respect with strength you capitulate you appease the violent terrorizing ones, well, that just emboldens them to use more terror and more violence against us. 
They don't understand that our own leaders, of course we're not going to have peace in this region because we consistently get leaders and Jewish leaders abroad, right? Our Jewish leaders abroad in America, Jewish organizational leaders, in addition to Israeli leaders, our political leaders and rabbis, who all they want to do, oh, let's show goodwill. Oh, let's just, let, let, let's stop the cycle of violence. Folks, there is no cycle of violence. There is one side using violence. We have to defend ourselves. The Jews have to defend ourselves. It's the Arab side who use violence. There is no cycle of violence. Why do we have guns? We have guns in order to defend ourselves because we have a side that uses violence against us all the time for over 100 years. I mean, I think it's Bibi Netanyahu who said it himself. If the Jews put down our weapons, sorry, let's, let's go backwards. If the Arabs put down their weapons, we would have peace in a day. We would also put down our weapons. If the Jews put down our weapons, we would be annihilated and murdered in a day. That is the reason we have guns. That is the reason we have an army. And by our own government capitulating and, cr and closing off the road, this is the traditional march since 1967, right? Since we liberated Jerusalem, Jews every year have marched this direction through the old city of Jerusalem, through the Muslim quarter to the western wall of the Temple Mount. And today, not only are we not, we're forbidden to, for this march because we're appeasing and capitulating to the violence of the Arabs, they also closed off the Temple Mount. No Jew was allowed up to the Temple Mount today on the day where we mark the reunification, the miraculous reunification and liberation of Jerusalem, where we liberated the Temple Mount from the defiling hands of the illegal Jordanian occupying power between 1948 and 1967. It's the holiest place of the Jewish people. And today of all days, Jerusalem Day, when we celebrate the miracles of the 1967 war, when we say thanks to God above for allowing us to win that war with all of his miracles, right? We had we have the best army, but it's God, folks. It's not just the mirror. It's not just our army. It is God above who helps us win these wars. And today is the day where we thank God above for winning that war back in 1967. And we can't even go up to the Temple Mount today because, again, because of the utter violence and desecration of the Arab Muslims on the Temple Mount. So I don't know if you followed the followed the news today. But not only was there violence on the Temple Mount, but after our own government and, our, and, and, and police forbid Jews, Jews from going up to the Temple Mount, well then there was violence outside of the old city of Jerusalem. There was a man lynched just driving outside the old city walls. He had a baby in the car. He and his baby were almost killed by an Arab mob throwing stones at his car. So that's what happens. You appease the Arabs on the Temple Mount, and sort of, instead, of, sort of, instead of stopping their violence, you want to be violent on the Temple Mount, kick, kick them off. Get them off. Get them off the Temple Mount. They're the ones using violence. Get them off the Temple Mount. They have no right to be in a holy place prepared for violence. They had rock, they had piles of rocks all ready to attack Jews. So by appeasing them and saying, okay, okay, we won't allow Jews up in the Temple Mount, then they'll take their violence outside of the old city of Jerusalem. You think appeasing them makes them stop? No, appeasing them empowers them. And here again, but this is going to stop their violence against us? It's not going to stop their violence against us. Appeasing them by having Jews, by forbidding Jews from walking through the Muslim quarter of the, the old city, it's not going to stop the violence. It just emboldens them and empowers them. They say, oh, how weak the Jews are. 
if we if we get them to stop their march through the Muslim quarter, then we can use violence and get them to stop other things. Get them to stop passing laws in the Knesset. What else? What's on? The, what else is on the block on the top of your head? That now with this crazy political situation, they might continue their violence in order to continue pressuring us. The only thing we can do, and what we're going to continue to do as a Konim, is to add even more Jewish life. They think that a few trucks are going to stop our building of Yerushalayim, they've got another thing coming. We will add more families to the thousand Jews already living in the old Jewish quarter, and we should tell the whole world that is not the Muslim quarter. That was a Jewish quarter before Muslims living there, just like Silwan was an old Yemenite village. I'm sick and tired of the way that it's been portrayed in the press of Silwan, and it's an Arab neighborhood. Yemenite Jews and Sephardi Jews were living there before one Arab was living there, before one. I'm sick and tired of the Sheikh Jarrah using that as an excuse. Shimon Sadiq. First of all, Jews have been going there for thousands of years, 2,000 years since Simon the Just. Secondly, land was bought there in the 1850s. I'm not saying there were no Arabs in the general area, but the land that we're talking about were owned by Jews. The people weren't paying rent. They are illegal occupiers. The courts of Israel that are not in the pockets of the left of the, left, of the settler movement Declared, declared, declared what they wanted to declare, and that's not good enough, and the world is going crazy. The world has to understand the truth. The truth is, there were illegal Arab squatters in Jewish property in Simon the Just, Yemenite village, and the old city. Sometimes it's bought, and sometimes the courts rule what they rule. That's all. The truth has to be getting out. And if anyone is listening to this, I'm sure there are lots of readers and listeners and viewers scream from the rooftops about the truth and the reality here in Jerusalem. Not just the capitulation, but the truth in these neighborhoods. We're not going to be stopped by these trucks. And you know what's important about what you mentioned also? First of all, if you haven't realized, it's Daniel Luria, Atera Konim, amazing, important organization that is resettling Jews across Jerusalem, especially in the areas that Jews used to live, that today the world doesn't want us to live in, too many Jews don't want us to live. The future, they've been working about the future for the Jewish people and to make Israel a safer place for decades, not waiting for government decisions, but by buying homes, by Jews donating money and buying homes. And, investing, how, and, not, and investing and donating, they earn them themselves. They right. can earn it in order to add this Jewish life. We have changed the face of the old Jewish quarter. There are four centers of Jewish learning. There are over 80 families. And now we're going back there. Can you believe that there's more Arabs selling than Jews right now ready to buy? That's the reality. No today. way. That's the reality. Wait, but what about the challenge? Tell people about the challenge of, 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 of Arabs selling because they could be killed by they're, they're, Arabs. There's another disgrace. And where's the left wing screaming? There is an edict, an official Muslim edict it's called the Fatwa. If you sell to a Jew, you're killed. If you help sell to a Jew, you're allowed to be tortured and kept in jail and you're never allowed to be read in a Muslim cemetery. Where are these left wing left-wing organizations in the world screaming about the disgrace. Arabs shouldn't be able to uh, sell, property. sell property the way they want to know. So we have to protect them, we do whatever is necessary. There was an Arab not long ago that was abducted from Jerusalem, taken back to the PA, tortured for two months. To the Palestinian what? Authority. Palestinian Authority, and he was, he was telling us the things that happened. He was put in a box, hung upside down, beaten, a strong light in his eyes, only because he was an American citizen, did the American government, thank God, manage to release him, and today he's a... Uh, uh, protected somewhere in the world, not it doesn't matter where. But once again, how is this possible? And the other thing that bothers me so much about this is that the Arabs today, they buy and they're living in Ramatishkol, French, French Hill, Armonati. There are 4,200 Arabs living there today. No one says boo, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Oh, but when the Jew buys legally and moves into a predominantly 
uh, predominantly Arab uh, neighborhood, even if it was an old Jewish neighborhood, the world jumps up and down. The hypocrisy sickens me. But this, I am still shaking inside. I cannot, I, I cannot understand this. This is just ridiculous. What type of government has blown away the, the essence of the six-day war victory? These trucks have reversed in the minds of the government, not in my mind, but in the minds of the government, they have reversed the victory of the Six-Day War and capitulated to pathetic Arab violence instead of throwing away the key, putting them in jail and, sh and acting like a sovereign body. An absolute disgrace. And it starts at the Prime Minister. So Rabbi, Rabbi, about you know, I, I was reading about it. So again, you're hearing it straight from Daniel Luria. The future is up to us. It's not waiting for politicians. Right? It's up to us. It's up to us buying properties. It's up to us moving into communities. And there is no reason, like you're all seeing in the new headline news, headline news right now across the world, across the world, bashing Israel because of Sheikh Jarrah, because Arabs are going to be evicted, hopefully evicted, hopefully evicted, right? The Supreme Court pushed off the case because it was supposed to be today or tomorrow, right? Hopefully evicted because they're living there illegally. The government allowed them to live there if they paid rent, but they never paid rent for years and years and years. Uh, here comes the march, here comes the march. So thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to be here marching in the streets where we're waiting for the, for the masses to come. But if, if you hear what I'm saying, you're right now the headline news is about how horrible it is. Uh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Enjoy. In French Hill and Ramat Eshkol, Arabs are buying up homes in Jewish neighborhoods. No one's making a fuss about that. There is no problem with that. It's a free country. 
but yet it makes headline news and US US politicians right now are coming up 18 politicians coming up with an anti-Israel uh, uh, legislation to punish and withhold funding from uh, Israel because we want to evict Arab homes from Jewish owned properties in a predominantly Arab neighborhood it's the hypocrisy screams to high heavens folks high heavens I'm not expecting anything with the politicians I'm not expecting anything with the journalists I'm expecting more from my fellow Jews I want Jews to wake up to the truth Stop believing the media. Stop believing the lies in the media. Stop believing your rabbis. Stop believing the Jewish organizational leaders who are just virtual virtue signaling to their own communities because of the politically correct environment we are all living in today. Progressivism has taken over our Jewish communities. What's the problem with saying a Jew can live in a neighborhood in Jerusalem that's predominantly Arab? If it's Jewish owned, if Jews buy properties and Jews live there, why is that a problem? Why is it a problem for a Jew to, to, to drive around the old city of Jerusalem and the, all the news blames the Jew instead of blaming the Arabs who threw rocks at him? A Jewish man and his family and his baby were, lit, were lynched today. They could have been killed. They could have been killed. And yet headline news blames the Jews. It's up to us Jews. Get the truth out there to our fellow Jews. Wake them up. By fellow Jews in America and Jewish organizational leaders and rabbis appeasing, appeasing this political correctness, progressivism that is disconnected from reality and the truth, that also throws, throws wood on the fire to ignite our Arab enemies to continue their violence and terror against us and allows the anti-Israel PDS activists because we're feeding into the lies. We're just accepting their lies. It's crazy. All right, let's go back. Let's enjoy some more of what's going on over here. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Country. 
Abba Ibans, Auschwitz borders. We had Auschwitz borders. Israel was tiny. Judea and Samaria was illegally occupied by Jordan. It was just a nine, nine mile difference between the Jordanian border of Judea and Samaria and the Mediterranean Ocean. Auschwitz borders. Jordan, Syria, Egypt. They all plan to destroy and decimate and annihilate the Jewish people and destroy the state of Israel. This is a miracle of all miracles. We're celebrating the miracle of the Six Day War. How can we not celebrate? On this day, on this day, Jerusalem was liberated. Instead of us being murdered and annihilated, we lived. And we're here today, 54 years later. The miracles are unbelievable. Every Jew should be celebrating and thankful. Oh, what's going on? All right, can you, how can we not be thankful? How can we not focus and be thankful to God and celebrate on this day? Uh, who's joined just to understand what's going on and where we are. We are waiting for the march, the traditional march through Jerusalem where we celebrate the, re the miraculous reunification of Jerusalem back in the miraculous six-day war. Here's the old city behind me. Jaffa Gate is in that direction. The traditional march usually goes in this direction and we walk through Damascus Gate but unfortunately because of the Arab violence the Israeli government has capitulated into the, and, into, and is instead of appeasing the Arab Muslims, so we are not being allowed to walk through uh, the Damascus Gate, but we're waiting for all the marchers to come and the massive march all the way to the western wall of the Temple Mount. And so we got celebrating, celebrating, celebrating.
mentioned something. And it's something that actually... It's something that saddens me. Here we're celebrating... Here we're celebrating the miracle. Oh, they're going. Are they going? Oh, let's see if they're going to walk through. They're going to try to walk through. They're going to try to walk through to Damascus Gate. doesn't look like they're going to Damascus Gate. It looks like they're going to, to Shariafo, the Jaffa Gate. Damascus Gate is straight and everyone's taking a right here. Alright, here's the thing folks. Today's a celebration. It should be a celebration for every Jew. Because basically the Jewish people, we're celebrating the Six Day War. We're celebrating the miraculous Six Day War that Israel miraculously beat the Jordanian army, the Syrian army, and the Egyptian army in six days. And instead of being annihilated, we liberated all of Jerusalem, the Golan Heights, all of Judea and Samaria, and the Gaza Strip. Right? Every Jew should be celebrating. This is, this is a holiday. We're all, first of all, it's a holiday celebrating that we're alive. That we're alive as a people, that the state of Israel exists. This should be a holiday what we're celebrating. We have Israel Independence Day, which of course celebrates the, the miraculous creation and survival of the state of Israel and the independence war, where again, we miraculously beat back the Arab armies that tried to destroy us. But in 1967, it was a rerun. The Arabs tried again to destroy us. So this is another celebration of thanks to God for allowing us to win that war and survive. So every Jew all over the world, especially in Israel, should be celebrating this day for the miracles that were that we survived that war and, and thrived and liberated Jerusalem and all the areas, right? Well, if you're looking carefully, a vast majority of everyone here celebrating in Jerusalem are national religious. Right? And they are not necessarily the whole population from Israel. You're talking about one population. It's not, it's not really the secular population at all. Jerusalem Day, this celebration of the reunification of Jerusalem, which is also a celebration of the miracle of the Six-Day War that we miraculously survived, is not celebrated by a vast majority of the Israeli public or of the Jewish public. Because it was the Six-Day War that we liberated Judea and Samaria and reunited Jerusalem, that to many Jews, they look at that as the original sin because that's when the occupation began. That's when all of a sudden we became occupiers because uh, we, we defeated the Jordanians in Judea and Samaria. We became... And we, we got control of Judea and Samaria, and then the Arabs living in Judea and Samaria were then under our control. 
So the beginning of the occupation that our enemies like to use began with the, at the end of that war. So to many Israelis, now to you and me, you know that, that's not an occupation. We liberated the lands. It is our lands, it's our Jewish lands that was illegally occupied by Jordan. Judea and Samaria is Jewish for thousands of years before Muslim was, Muhammad was even born and Islam was even created. Jews have every right to, be, to, to live in our homeland. So yeah, we have an Arab population we have to figure out how to live peacefully with. But it's not an illegal occupation, it's our land. But yet to many, many Jews, and especially Israelis, they look at the Six-Day War and they look at this holiday as in a sense of, of symbolizing for them the Jewish state of Israel becoming an occupying power. And they don't know how to deal with that. So instead of celebrating the miracle of the Six-Day War, and that we survived, and celebrating the liberation of all of Jerusalem, that all of Jerusalem would once again be under the sovereign, the sovereignty of the Jewish people for the first time in 2,000 years. Instead of focusing on that celebration, this day has turned into a day where most Jews and most Israelis ignore and do not, do not look at as a holiday to celebrate. And it's so, so sad. It saddens, it saddens me to no end. Oh, this is just a beautiful view. Look, check it out. Check it out. Just check out the masses walking through Jaffa Gate. Here are the masses walking in this direction. And the masses coming in that direction. Right? The comes in waves. Yeah, it comes in waves. And wait till we get to the western wall of the Temple Mount. It's going to be full, full, full. So here's our challenge, everybody. Our challenge is to wake up our fellow Jews, to wake up our family members, to wake up our neighbors wake up our friends to the one and only true narrative about our homeland that this is our land we have every right to live here we're not the ones in the wrong the ones who are in the wrong are the ones who use violence and terror against us that not only do the Jews suffer from the violence and terror of the Arab Muslims but Arab Muslims and Arab Christians suffer from the uh, violence and terror of the Arab Muslims. Instead of them being able to live normal lives, to enjoy on a daily basis the freedom and equality that they do enjoy, well, they have to be racially profiled sometimes. Why? Because all the terror comes from Arab Muslims. So Israel, we are have a lot of security all over the place and we have to have racial profiling. Well, if they would just stop for a moment and realize they have an amazing life here with freedom and equality better than in any other Arab Muslim country and they stop the Arab violence, we wouldn't need all the security, we wouldn't need the racial profiling and in addition to their freedom and equality that they enjoy, they wouldn't have to deal with the, the extra security we have in all over our country either. It's their fault. It's their own, their own people's fault. They just have to stop the, the violence. And the progressive, politically correct need to appease. That's the evil. Uh, Alright, Facebook stopped my live feed. So take two. So as I was saying, everybody... 
the true evil is our our own our own people because of their virtue signaling because of the progressivism because of political correctness of appeasing violence terrorizing Arab Muslims you're not gonna stop them by appeasing them you're not gonna stop them you stop them by stopping them Jews are in the right it's our homeland and we want to live peacefully with all those who want to live peacefully with us here we go So giving everyone some reference where we are. We just came through Jaffa Gate. That is the Shuk over there. There's a way to walk. God, there's a way to walk towards the western wall of the Temple Mount and the Temple Mount on that way. And here behind me on the side is David Citadel. Are they going? Oh, they're going. No, they're doing it somewhere. Oh, there's a Again, they're forbidding us from walking through this area because they're appeasing the Arabs. So, uh, so, so these guys, they, they went out to sing and dance for all of the police officers who were guarding to make sure that we can't go in. Alright? But that's the right attitude. We, they're not letting us in. We're not going to make trouble. We're just going to sing and dance for them. Places. Security today is, I'm sure, like crazy, 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 double, triple, quadrupled more than usual because of all the Arab Muslim violence taking place these days, especially around Jerusalem. So, again, behind me, welcome David Citadel. If you haven't gone there, you haven't visited there, visit. It's awesome, it's a great museum. I'm sure you have a here also.
Schindler's List, right? Schindler's List about Oscar Schindler, the German who at first like took advantage of cheap Jewish labor that the Nazis gave him in order to make a lot of money off of cheap Jewish labor from the Nazis, who ended up turning into a righteous Gentile because he ended up saving the lives of so many of his workers, right? He, that wasn't his plan, but he ended up having a change of heart and he saved the lives of his Jewish workers. Well, there is a cemetery here on the outside of the old city walls, and Oscar Schindler is buried there. I don't know the story of when he was buried, if he was buried in Germany and his, and his body was moved, or when he died he was buried here. I don't know. I don't know the details. But if you want to visit the gravesite of Oscar Schindler today, well, he's buried in, a, in the uh, cemetery right outside of the old city of Jerusalem walls, right here next to the Armenian Quarter. It's near Shard Sion, Zion Gate, near Zion Gate in the corner of the Armenian Quarter. So you can come visit uh, Asker Schindler's grave. And again, doesn't make a difference that his initial plan was to take advantage of the Jewish, cheap Jewish labor from the Nazis, not caring about the Jews at all. The fact that he had a change of heart and he ended up saving so many Jewish lives, even at a risk to his own life, that's what we remember. And we're grateful to, to him for doing that. And because he, he saved so many Jewish lives, I guess he was able to be buried here in, uh, in Jerusalem, right outside of the old city walls. So that's really, really special. All right, so it looks like they stopped. It looks like they stopped, they're taking a break. So we're getting close to the Jewish quarter. What did you find out? Uh, we left so we we left way much earlier. We, that's amazing English. We left way much earlier. We left <laughs> too early. Like oh. now that we left too early, we just we walked too fast. The whole like actual huge mitzad is still at uh, Ganat's Smoot right now. Is it really? They're still Ganat's Smoot? Yes. Like my friends have told me, my mechina is there. So and I also told me that all the women and girls are there. 
so they're all gonna get here in like an hour. <laughs> and that's where Zeev is with his friends? Yeah, Zeev is with, with his friends. Yeah, so we have the quiet mix up right now. Show them, right, they're all gonna... show them the quiet mix up. Uh, check it out, folks. Look, look at the quiet mix up like you guys talking about. For now, I mean. Yeah, well, the give it, give it half an hour and it won't be quiet anymore. Yeah, the masses We're are gonna. in front of everybody. The masses are going to come. In the meantime, we're giving everyone a walk through the through the old city of Jerusalem. <laughs> All right, you know one of my one of my favorite favorite hikes of the old city of Jerusalem the is the ramparts, folks. The walls, the ramparts of the old city. It's actually right up there. You can see it. Huh? There we go. There we go, there are the ramparts. That is like one of my favorite, favorite Israel hikes. Since I was a kid and came to Israel as a tourist. Loved, loved, loved walking on the ramparts. And we've done it with you guys a few times, right? Yeah, many times. Yeah, they're different. They're different areas. The ramparts are quite here. They can say there's a good view also. There you go. See up there, you can walk on the walls. We did snappling there too, also. That's right. We did. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they have snappling off of the old city walls. That was cool. We did that when you guys were little. Yeah. Let's walk in the streets since no cars are allowed here anyway. So basically, folks, we started we started our, on walking near the old city of Jerusalem, where usually we would have gone to Damascus Gate, but because our government capitulated to the violence and terror of the Arab Muslims, they forbid us from walking through the Damascus Gate this year. So therefore, we walked through Jaffa Gate. From Jaffa Gate, we've walked to Zion Gate. This is Zion Gate. Now, in front of me... Right? There you go. Oh, that's a nice view of him skating with the Israeli flag on his back. So, in front of me is Mount of Olives. Right? The oldest Jewish cemetery of the world. Okay? Yeah, the sun's behind me. I don't know how many of you people know this. Alright, we're going to stop here for a second. The Mount of Olives is the oldest Jewish cemetery in the world. Now, according to the world, the Mount of Olives is East Jerusalem, so it's illegal for Jews to live there, right? Well, there are Jewish communities there, like Ma'ale Hazetim, like Olive uh, Heights. But it's the oldest Jewish cemetery. There are Jews buried there from biblical times. There are kings buried there from the Bible, right? And yet the world's saying that it's forbidden for Jews to live on that side of Jerusalem because that's Arab East Jerusalem and that belongs to the Arabs. How can the old, the, the area with the oldest Jewish cemetery in the world, the world, right? Biblical figures are buried there. How could it be that Jews are forbidden to want to visit the cemetery 
or want to live there on that side of Jerusalem. That's Eastern Jerusalem. And yet if you look at all the headlines of the, the mainstream media, and again, you listen to many of the Jewish organizational leaders, and you listen to many rabbis, they're all, no, 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 East Jerusalem, we have to leave that for the Arabs. Why? Why? It makes no sense. Why, why should we appease the Arabs and forbid Jews from living on the eastern side of Jerusalem, which has the oldest Jewish cemetery in the world, with people buried from the Bible? Like, why? Why appease them? No, folks, that's not how we're going to bring peace. Peace is going to come when we stop appeasing the Arabs. Peace is going to come for us and the Arabs. We have to stand up for our rights. We have to stand up for this, the Jewish homeland. We have to stand up for the Jew Jerusalem is the oldest city of the Jewish people since biblical times, where we have our people buried there. Peace is not going to come by appeasing them. Peace is not going to come by, by giving in to the progressive, politically correct narrative. No, folks. Peace is going to come when Jews are proud of their, our Jewish heritage and our Jewish story and the Jewish state of Israel belonging to the Jewish people, even Judea and Samaria. We're not going to stop the terror against us by giving in to the lies of the fake cause called Palestine. It's just that simple. You, you, we're not going to stop it. And every good-hearted Jew thinks, oh, we're going to stop it by just, oh, well, let's just give in to them. Let's just, let's just not live in Judea and Samaria. Let's not, let's not let Jews live in, in, in eastern parts of Jerusalem. Oh, let's, let, let's not do this. Let's not do that. That's not going to... That's not going to bring peace. That pushes peace further away. And it's, it's hard for people to grasp because it goes against the values of society. It goes against the, the progressive values. It goes against political correctness. Of course, they want to think, okay, if we give in, if we show some goodwill, right? That's the word. So we show goodwill and we won't build a Jewish community and we'll take Jews out of this community and we'll forbid Jews from living here. Let's show goodwill. Then that'll, that'll bring a peaceful future. No, that is evil. Appeasement is evil. Appeasement is what allows the terror and violence to continue against us on a daily basis. So it's the human rights uh, bleeding liberal-hearted leftists who are allowing the violence and terror to continue and grow. And it's the right-wing extremists like me who believe that Jews should be able to pray on the Temple Mount because there should be freedom of worship for Jews, Christians, and Muslims on the Temple Mount, like the prophets say in the Bible, right? The Temple Mount is supposed to be a place where all religions pray to God. That's going to bring peace. That's going to show the Muslim world that we're not going to be appeasing them anymore. We're not going to be giving in to their lies and violence and terror anymore. So yes, the Jewish people must have full sovereignty over the Temple Mount and stop the Arab Waqif from having power there, where it's forbidden for Jews or Christians, it's forbidden for anyone non-Muslim to pray on the Temple Mount. That has to be stopped. That is what's necessary for peace. But that's not what you hear from the leftists. From the leftists, oh, no, 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 let them have the Temple Mount. Jews shouldn't be allowed on the Temple Mount. Why shouldn't we just be allowed on the Temple Mount? It's our holiest place in the whole world. We have... We have one holiest place. That's the Temple Mount. The Arabs have Mecca and Medina. Even according to many Muslims, Al-Aqsa isn't even here in Jerusalem. Al-Aqsa is somewhere in Saudi Arabia. So let's get some history, folks, here. Look at this. Okay? 
Here's Jerusalem. Here's Jerusalem. All right. So here's the old city in Jerusalem, like the walls of the old city. This is the Jewish quarter. This is what the Arab world and the media like to call Silwan, right? And this is what Daniel Liria was talking about in the first in the first video. Silwan, they like to say, oh, it's an Arab village, and Jews should be forbidden from living there. Now, let's put things into perspective. The first people to live in this neighborhood were Jews from Yemen. It was called the Yemenite village. Jews lived here before Arabs. But the British expelled all the Jews living here, all the, the, the Yemenite Jews who were living here, because the British couldn't protect the Jews from the Arab violence, right? Appeasement. So the British expelled all the Jews from living here, all the Yemenite Jews from living here. 1948, we were, we were expelled from all of Judea and Samaria and half of Jerusalem. Arabs moved in. It's now called Silwan. Right? So it's now called Silwan. And even though Ateret Kohanim has purchased properties in the Yemenite village for Jews to live there once again, and Jews are living there once again, well, he was just telling us just yesterday, uh, a mother was stoned holding her baby. And thank God her baby wasn't hurt, but she was hit in the chest because the Arab neighbors in the Yemenite village, also called Silwan, stoned the Jewish, the Jewish neighbors. Now, should we not live in areas that are traditionally and historically Jewish because they use terror and violence against us? Folks, let's just, let's just extrapolate this. If Jews shouldn't live in, a tr in, in this area, which is traditionally Jewish, it's the Yemenite village because Jews lived here before Arabs. But you know what? More Arabs live there today. So let's say, no, Jews shouldn't live there. Well, then let's go to Judea and Samaria. The majority of the people in Judea and Samaria are Arabs. So Jews shouldn't live there either because they use violence and terror against us. Okay, fine. So Jews don't live in, in Judea and Samaria anymore. Well, the state of Israel. The state of Israel where, where 6, 7 million Jews here and 1.6 billion Muslims live in the Middle East. We're a minority. They're always using terror against us. Well, again, I'm just going, let's just extrapolate. If Jews shouldn't be allowed to live in an Arab area, even though it was traditionally Jewish in the Yemenite village, Jews shouldn't be allowed to live in Judea and Samaria because we're a minority around the Arabs, then Jews shouldn't be allowed to live in the state of Israel because we're a minority in the Middle East. Seven million Jews in an area of 1.6 billion Muslims? You get the logic, but too many Jews think that way. Too many Jews accept the lies. So this is a, it was a Jewish community, the Yemenite village, and Jews are living there today, today, and they use terror against us and violence against us. And just yesterday, a woman by the name of Tila was, was stoned while coming home from synagogue while she was holding her baby. This is our reality, but our reality is the state of Israel exists because of Jews like Tehillah who lived here and established and grew the Jewish state of Israel to be a strong Jewish state of Israel for, with 7 million Jews today. Because back in the beginning of the, the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, Jews were a minority here in this country also. And the Arabs were using violence against us all the time. So they should have gone, they should have left, right? Because the Arabs were using violence against us. But they didn't. They stayed and today were strong. So too, one day the Yemenite village will be filled with Jews once again. And Judea and Samaria will be filled with Jews once again. And we'll be a majority and the Arabs will be a minority. And there is the beautiful, beautiful Mount of Olives. Again, the oldest cemetery of the, of the Jewish people. Oldest since biblical times. Alright, so let's continue going down. See what we got. What else can we show people? Ah, Itai, you see Amon Yep. So where's the community that used to stay for Shabbat? Can you see it? No. Can. 
Armon and Steve is over there. Oh right, there's that's the that's the that's the United Nations building, right? With the flag flying on top. That's the United Nations. You see the tail? There is Noftion. Where's Noftion? Can you see it? Noftion is a neighborhood in our village. Wait, but... I forgot what our neighborhood is called. Is that where it is? Yeah, Jabba Mukabel. Is that it? Where? Someone and Steven, it's the nice house. The nice guy. Right, where's my finger? Over there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that. Yeah, it is that. I just don't know if my finger was right on it. Yeah, it's over there. It's over there. You got it right over there. So that's a Jew. Uh, that's yeah. a Jewish neighborhood called Nofzion in an Arab in an Arab village. Yeah. Which there they also have rocks and stuff sometimes. And they, yeah? yeah, right. So my son Itai, he worked as a Bnei Akiva advisor in that community of what is that? You volunteered, right? In that community of Armon and Atziv over there. And again, you can see there's the Arab village there and there's the Jewish community. And up on the other side of the hill is the whole Jewish community of Armon and Atsiv. And anyone who knows the Tayelet, or it's the Outlook, it's a beautiful, beautiful Outlook in Armon and Atsiv that you're able to look out upon the old city and see the Temple Mount. So that's, the, that's over there. Right, so again, so that's Armon and Atsiv, the Tayelet, the U.S. Embassy is over there in the Armon and Atsiv area. Then here we have uh, Silwan, which is really the Yemenite village that once was a totally Jewish village, but then was taken over by the Arabs because we were expelled by the British before 1948. And then Mount of Olives. All right, let's go. Let's keep on going down. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? This family came all the way from Kiryat Shmona to enjoy and celebrate Jerusalem. Folks, Kiryat Shmona is, is the, the, the tippy tippy top of Israel. It's the finger of Israel. Let's be Agalil, Kiryat Shmona. Yo, Bichak Sameach, Tehenu! Tehenu! Ayyadim Dehenim! Eze Yofi! Wow, Eze Yofi! That's beautiful. They came all the way from Kiryat Shmona. That's, that's really all the way up north. The only thing more north than Kiryat Shmona is Metula. Metula, right? It's a, the Jewish village of Metula, where the speaker today, the speaker who came to speak to your school today in Yerushalayim, who was my Magad when I was a, when I was a Chayal in the IDF, when I was a soldier in the IDF, he was my, one of my commanding, high up commanding officers. He lives in Metula. Indeed. And he came down, uh, he came from Metula in order to speak to to my son's school, like right, two of my sons are in the same school, and he came and spoke to them. This is just beautiful, walking down here with the Mount of Olives in the background. I have to go, here, hold this while I, while I. Your, yeah, tie your shoes. Come on. Two up, it's going up. Did you press it? I have no idea. Do you know my my, my flashlight? My, my light is on. My flashlight's on. Really? I don't even know why. Can you turn it off? I don't know. I have no clue how. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go to the Temple Mount. Oh, wait. Let me go. I can't go there anyway. I have to give everyone the truth. Okay, here we go. Let's get... Yeah, the entrance is right there. 
All right, wait, I'm gonna, here we go. Let's come here. All right, we're coming down to the Temple Mount. Now, here, here is a, anyone who follows me knows this, or if, if, if you followed me and heard me talk about this, this is, this is mind-blowing. It's a simple truth that most people do not know, right? And the, and, and the media doesn't tell us this either, okay? I'm about to focus on the Temple Mount behind me. All right, where is the Temple? I can't see it. The other way. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's... You see that black, that black dome? That black dome is the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Everyone, the whole media, all the politicians, they tell everyone that the Dome of the Rock, the Golden Dome of the Rock is Al-Aqsa Mosque. No, the Golden Dome of the Rock is the Golden Dome of the Rock. That black dome is the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Now, again, there are many Muslims in the world who believe that's not the Al-Aqsa Mosque because Jerusalem is not mentioned in the Quran. Muhammad was never here. There's just an interpretation that maybe in a dream he came here, right? So he went to a faraway place. So some people, oh, he came to Jerusalem. It's not, Jerusalem is not mentioned in the Quran at all, not once. But that place is called the Al-Aqsa Mosque, whether it's the one in the Quran or not. Not the Golden Dome of the Rock. So what I like to tell people is, you know what? I have no problem. And also, it's not even on, like, the area where the temple stood. It's, like, on the side. So I have no problem. Let's build, build our temple. The Golden Dome of the Rock was built by a Muslim in order to protect the foundation stone of the temple, right? To save it and preserve it for the Jews, right? Not many people know that either. It's not a mosque. It was built to protect and preserve the foundation stone so the Jews can buy, can, so the Jews can rebuild the temple. So, so one day we can rebuild our temple and they can still have that black dome, Al-Aqsa Mosque, whatever they want to call it, and they can also pray there. No problem, there's enough room up there. So I'm a big believer that one day we are going to build the temple. There's nothing wrong with the Jews being the temp building the temple because we're supposed to build the temple. We pray every day to build the temple. That's another thing that I get upset at my fellow Jews for, that they don't really believe it. They say it in their prayers, and they don't really believe it. Here we go, here we go, here we go, right? So here we go. There we go. That's the Golden Dome of the Rock, which was built in order to preserve the foundation stone of the Jewish temple, and that's the Al-Aqsa Mosque. So imagine how many people are misinformed by the media and politicians today because they believe that the Golden Dome is Al-Aqsa. No, that's Al-Aqsa. And the Arabs can pray there whenever they want. But let us build our temple back over where the foundation stone is. They can continue praying in their Al-Aqsa, right? And they've created another two or three mosques up there on the Temple Mount, also illegally. Let us rebuild our temple where it belongs according to the according to the Torah. So one day we are going to build our temple. But again, we have to wake up our fellow Jews. Why do we pray to rebuild the temple yet so many Jews don't actually believe it? We celebrate Passover, Sukkot, Shavuot, three holidays, Shalosh Regalim, the three holidays, that they are all about the, the, the prayers of returning to the temple, of doing work on the temple, the three holidays where Jews around the world came to the temple. They came to the, they are, their holidays are about the temple. How many Jews today celebrate those three holidays and ignore the centrality of the temple to the Jewish people? They're just not thinking about it. So one thing that I like to do for those holidays is I use special machzor, a special prayer book that was written by the Machon Amigdash, the Temple Mount Institute, that 
the, the prayer book connects the prayers for those holidays to the Temple Mount because it helps me remind myself those holidays are about the Jewish people's connection to Jerusalem and the Jewish people's connection to the Temple. That's what those three holidays are about. How many Jews today ignore the connection between those three major holidays and the Temple? And they don't think about wanting to rebuild the Temple. Why? Oh, we're gonna it's going to cause World War III. We're going to upset the Arabs. No, folks. We're going to bring peace to the world by rebuilding our temple. By stopping the appeasement to the Arab Muslim world, we will bring peace. The key to peace is Jewish sovereignty on the Temple Mount and the Jewish people rebuilding our temple. That is the key to peace. Now, go tell that to, to a leftist, political, correct, progressive. They'll go crazy. They'll say you're going to start World War III. No, you are enabling World War III by denying the Jewish connection to our homeland, the Jewish right to the Temple Mount, the Jewish right to Judea and Samaria. To bring true peace, we have to stick to the truth. And there is only one true narrative, and that is all of the land of Israel belongs to the Jewish people, including Judea and Samaria, that anyone who wants to live in peace with us, all they have to do is stop using violence against us and they will live peacefully with us. So right now folks, we are taking a, we're gonna take a stop. We're gonna take a stop, we're gonna go pray. We'll go say, a, oh, before I pray, let's let's introduce another beautiful tzaddik here. Josh Wander, I was just hey. talking about the Mount, Mount of Olives, gave a whole, a, a whole talk attacked. about the Mount of Olives. Again? I was talking about, Ten minutes ago, La on the way here. On the way here, you were attacked. Men, women, and children having stones thrown from the Temple Mount on on us, big big rocks. Uh, we had a escort. You're hearing this live first time. We had an escort from the uh, the border police. Um, they didn't react at first. A number of our community took out their guns and uh, and responded appropriately uh, to the threat. And um, in the end, the, the the they started shooting some right control methods which don't really even reach or, or they can't even hear it above and unfortunately uh, they took the details of the people that shot in the air and of course they're the ones that are going to be he's referring to the, the jews who shot in the air in order to protect their lives he's saying the police took their took their details right that, again the appeasement the appeasement of the israeli authorities and not allowing us to defend ourselves not giving giving us the right to defend ourselves treating anyone who tries to defend ourselves as criminals this is unfortunately the Galut mentality that exists even with our own leadership. And is it correct that you guys were stuck? Wait, you're talking about a two-minute ride. The Mount of Olives is a two-minute ride from the Mount of Olives to here. Two-minute ride. We walked. And you were, and you, and you, and you walked. Right? It's hard to party party. But I saw I saw a news report that said that you guys were you you were locked in. They didn't let you correct out for this, this morning for a few hours. That's why hundreds of us have been going back and forth by walking because we were protesting the fact that they were not allowing us to go in and out. So we just basically marched back and forth where they would. And then also, wherever Jews are, that also brings the presence of police, which also brings part of the whole key bush, the whole idea that, oh, sirens, we got sirens. We're getting rockets at us. Whoa, sirens in Jerusalem, folks, this is crazy. We usually- What the? Hamas gave until six o'clock an ultimatum. Do you know about this? No. Oh, that's why. Yeah. No, 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 no. 
Red Alert Jerusalem, Big Shemesh, Lachish. Ah, we have to. Nice. This is crazy. Guys, it looks like Hamas is shooting rockets all the way to Jerusalem. We just got a red alert to go to Jerusalem. We just got a red alert in Jerusalem. You guys are hearing it live. This is crazy. Never. I don't remember the last time there was a, a red alert in Jerusalem. This is nuts. Look at everyone. Let's go. Tunnels here. I forget it. Let's run. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go this way. I've never seen it this empty before. <laughs> Guys, this is crazy. We are at the hotel. Totally empty because of a red alert. Because of a red alert from Hamas. Shooting Jerusalem. This is not... are now over, right? I knew it. I, I figured after the sirens. So here, here, the state of Israel appeased the violence and terror of the Arabs on the Temple Mount up there. We appeased them. We forbid all Jews from going up. And then we had Arab, then we had Jews being stoned outside of the Jewish, outside of the old city of Jerusalem. Then we appeased them even more by forbidding Jews from walking through Damascus Gate. 
thinking, oh, let's appease them, let's stop them. Maybe that will help stop their violence. And what do we get in return? We get Hamas shooting rockets at Jerusalem, where even Jews here at the Western Wall have to run for cover. That's what you get for appeasement. We have to get rid of the evil within the Muslim world that uses violence and terror. And the key, the key to getting rid of the evil of violence and terror in the Muslim world is the Jewish people in the state of Israel becoming actual sovereigns and acting like the sovereign on the Temple Mount, acting like the sovereign all throughout Jerusalem, acting as the sovereign in Jaffa and in Akko and in the Galil and in the Negev and not having a second, a separate set of laws for Arabs as opposed to Jews. The fact that we allow the Arabs to get away with their violence and terror and racketeering and allow them to steal land without getting blood, making them pay a price on the, in, in Israel, in the Galil, in the Negev. Well, they think they can do whatever they want. The state of Israel must act as a sovereign, and it starts with the Temple Mount. When we finally show the Jewish people and the world that we are the rightful owners of the Temple Mount, and we will allow freedom of worship for everyone, for Muslims and Christians and Jews and anyone who wants to come visit, stopping the appeasement of the Muslim Arab world then we will be able to stop the violence and terror of the Muslim world. And then all Arab Muslims who want to live in peace will be able to live in peace as well. It starts with us acting as the sovereign on the Temple Mount and then across Israel. And everyone, every one of our friends and every one of our neighbors and family members who say, oh, no, 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 the poor Arabs, they're oppressed, they're occupied, we have to show goodwill, we have to let them do this, we have to let them do that. We shouldn't, we should forbid Jews from living here. We should forbid Jews from living there. They are the ones enabling and empowering the evil within the Arab Muslim world to continue the violence and terror against all of us. They think they're human rights activists. They think they are, they, they care about the Arabs' lives. No, if you actually care about the Arabs' lives, then let Israel be the true sovereign through, through the land of Israel, in Judea and Samaria, and on the Temple Mount. The Arabs are persecuted by the Palestinian Authority in Judea and Samaria. They're persecuted by Hamas in Gaza. Where do Arabs have the best life? Under the Jewish state of Israel. That is the basic truth. Start sharing this basic truth with all your friends and neighbors and Jewish organizational leaders and rabbis and family. The longer we push away that true, that only one true narrative, the longer we push it away, the longer we are enabling and empowering the violence and terror against all of us across the world. True peace for all of humanity starts with the Jewish people having full sovereignty with freedom of worship for all on the Temple Mount. It's that simple. So that's it. Jerusalem Day celebrations are over. So instead of staying here for, for a festive davening, for, for prayer, for a festive dancing and singing, we'll have our own davening, we'll have our own prayer service, and then we're going to go home. And who knows what's going to happen? Are we going to go to war now against Hamas and Gaza? I don't know. What government are we going to have? I don't know. I hope we have a strong right-wing government that'll deal properly with our Arab Muslim neighbors and not having the uh, not having the <laughs> the Arab Muslim um, uh, Muslim Brotherhood party in Israel part of any government 
or supporting Lapid and Bennett with the leftists of Meretz, who they're the ones who want to expel Jews from homes just to continue to appease the Arabs and continue to enable the violence and terror against us. In any case, here's the bottom line, folks. The Jewish people are back. Can you imagine how many years ago was the Holocaust? 80 years ago? Uh, yeah. 80 years ago, we were going to be destroyed. The Jewish people were going to be annihilated. Annihilated. 80 years ago, the Jewish people were annihilated by the Germans, by the Nazis. And look at us today, folks. We survived the Nazis. We survived the Arab-Muslim terror before 1948. We survived the Arab-Muslim war against us in 1948. We survived, we, we, we survived the Arab-Muslim wars in 1967, in 1973, all the terror since then. And the state of Israel is strong and powerful. We continue to grow stronger, overcoming our enemies and overcoming our enemies within. Right? Stop us from really acting as a true sovereign and, and stopping our enemies. We're on the right path, folks. Not just a song. The eternal nation of Israel is not afraid of a long path. We've been waiting for thousands of years for the redemption, for thousands of years for the Mashiach to come. Thousands of years to return home. Jews, return home. Come home. This is where we make history. Not in New York, not in London, not in Paris, not in Los Angeles, not in, not in Australia, not in Toronto. This is where we make history. This is the country. You don't make Aliyah because everything is perfect here. You make Aliyah to Israel because things are not perfect here, but this is where you are needed to be part of the Jewish people in making the Jewish state of Israel a better place. Making Aliyah isn't the end of a journey, folks. Moving to Israel as a Jew is the beginning of a journey. It's then living here and being part of the history of creating the story of the Jewish people's return and resettlement of our homeland. It's the They have to talk right behind me. <laughs> they have to that, understand, fellow Jews, come home. Not because everything's perfect in Israel. Things are not perfect in Israel. You're supposed to come home to Israel because this is home and to be part of the story to make things better and by being here. And yes, we have our own challenges from enemies from without and enemies from within, but that's but it's here we're supposed to live. So come home here, live the miracles. Don't just celebrate from other places around the world. Come here and celebrate in our homeland. Signing off, I'm gonna go pray with my son and say thank you for all the miracles. And please God, may we all merit to see the Jewish people, the Jewish state of Israel as sovereign on the Temple Mount, allowing for freedom of worship for all, the first of, of, an, of a very important steps to bring true peace to humanity. So it's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. And sovereignty in Judea and Samaria, it's going to happen. The lives of the Arabs is going to be much better when Jews are the actual sovereign, when we act as the sovereign on the Temple Mount and across Judea and Samaria. It's only a matter of time. And if you're not home yet living here with us, come home. Shalom, shalom, and Chag Sameach. Enjoy celebrating the miracles. We are living miracles every day. The Jewish, the fact, I like to say, there's two proofs that, that God exists. The fact that the Jewish people exist, and the fact that the state of Israel exists. We have two proofs today that God exists. Without God, there'd be no Jewish people, and there would be no state of Israel. And celebrate the miracles of 1967. Shalom, everyone. Thanks for watching.
here before they stopped. My son is stuck on Rehob Yafo. They won't let him in to the old city. We're here since the beginning. We are celebrating. Our enemies will not stop him. Celebrate the miracles, everybody. Celebrate, 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 and thank God for the miracles.
Hematite, T. Lehman rocks. We got the full yep. thing today. We got everything. We experienced rocks when we were at the Kota. They were throwing rocks at us. Uh, <laughs> we were looking. We've been looking for my son's uh, Machina program. Ah, Kaha? Oh, they're giving us fireworks. Where? You can't really see from this angle. The Arabs are shooting off fireworks from the Temple Mount. To celebrate Yom Yerushalayim. Right, the Arabs are celebrating Yom Yerushalayim. Oh, you see the smoke? They set a tree on fire with their fireworks. Holy cow! Oh my god! Oh my god, as if the day didn't get any crazier. Folks, do you understand what they did? Oh my god, the Arabs shot off fireworks like to hurt us. Oh, it's all on fire! Oh my god, that's a tree on the Temple Mount, folks. Holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. Take a picture for me, take a picture. I'll take a video, I'll take a picture also. This is crazy. of our enemies folks they think they do things against us in the end they pay the price did you guys see the video of Iran they, they uh, in Iran there were some Iranians that put an Israeli flag on fire and in the end the wind ended up blowing the fire on the people who put the flag on fire that is the story of the Arab Muslim world's fight against the Jewish people in the Jewish state of Israel everything they do to try to hurt us they end up hurting themselves in the end we come out because God's looking after us, folks. God's on our side. God, truth, justice. That's a tree on the Temple Mount. It's crazy. They shot fireworks to hurt us. And it's a tree on the Temple Mount just hurting themselves. Nuts. Oh my God, look at this. Achshav Kigunaze? Let's go, let's go this way, this way's better. Wow, now they're telling us to go another way. Whoa, my god, there's a huge fire going on. There's a huge fire going on.
Celebrations are still taking place at the Western Wall Plaza, and now there's this huge fire on the Temple Mount. It's crazy. And it's going to take a while for the for the firemen to get up there. Wow. Wow. All right, let's go. That's crazy, folks. You got this live. What a day. And here's the thing. Everything we think is bad, well, God has a plan. Everything happens for a reason, everybody. We don't understand. Everything happens for a reason. Just saying thank you to all the policemen. All right, so we tie. What are your thoughts on this crazy day that isn't? The craziness isn't ending. Now we get a fire on the Temple Mount because of their rocket. They're their fireworks. <laughs> all the craziness adds character. Well, how was it? How was it being at the at the hotel? Oh, again! They're shooting more, uh, more. They're shooting more fireworks, as if that wasn't enough damage. No, that's uh, that's uh, my Oh, that's us. Yeah. Maybe we're maybe we're doing something to them right now. So, but first we were first the, the police did not let us walk up this way because they wanted us to go out a different way. And now because of the fire, they're telling us to walk this way. Here, check out what. Look at all the people still coming. Whoa! Tells me we're on the way. Whoa. So we tie. How? Take a video it again. It looks even better now. Really? Yeah. Well, it looks it's crazy. Anyone who's just joining, the Arabs are trying to hurt us. The Arab Muslims on the, on the Temple Mount were trying to hurt us Jews by shooting fireworks. And the end, that tree on the Temple Mount went up in flames. And a whole huge fire was taking place. Here's the other thing. I don't know if people know. Do you know that according to Jewish law, it is forbidden to have trees on the Temple Mount? You know? Yeah, we're not supposed to have trees up there. I, I don't know. I never learned these at the Halakhot. So I don't... I don't know the actual halakha, the actual law and why, but we're not, we're not supposed to have any greenery or trees on, uh, on Harabayat, on the Temple Mount. No clue. Anyways, so what are your thoughts about being at the Kotel when the siren went off and we had to run for cover? Yeah. We'll go over there. We'll go, we'll go a little for the little. You could climb. You're, young, you're younger than me. So what are your thoughts about being at the Kotel when the siren went off and we had to run for cover? I... I don't know. These are hard questions you're asking me. Just go go with the flow. Go with the flow. Tell us say your gut. What, what, what? I don't know. Was it scary? Was it crazy? Was it weird? Was it surreal? Tadaraba, tadaraba. Tadaraba. I don't know. It's crazy. On our own, Crazy. Uh, or we're celebrating their folks, they're attacking us. I don't know. Stupid. Yeah, so for those of you who are not familiar, so my son and I were, we were at the Western Wall Plaza when the sirens went off earlier a few hours ago. And we all, we all had to run for cover. We saw, I have it live on, on I, was on, I was on a live video. 
Everyone had to run away and evacuate the Western Wall Plaza to go for cover because the sirens went off that Hamas were shooting rockets at Jerusalem. And if, I don't know all the details because I've been here celebrating, but uh, there was at least one rocket, I think, that fell in the Jerusalem area. So, what do you read? What they said is that six were in Yerushalayim's direction. Six rockets were shot towards Jerusalem? Yeah. Okay, and I know like of one, it's just right here. And one, I think. Huh? No. And one was, uh, and one like fell. Here, check out again, everyone. It's beautiful. This is the Yemenite village. It's very pretty, actually. It is. The Yemenite village, and in the background, Armon Hanatsiv. There must be the, uh, the fire. I won't be surprised the fire if the firemen get up there and they throw rocks at them. Yeah, that's, that's true, unfortunately. They would do that. Um, so for those of you who missed my live video earlier, the Yemenite village was today called Silwan. The world says Jews don't belong there, even though Jews lived there, even though it was a Jewish community before 1948 that the British expelled all the Jews from there because they wouldn't, they couldn't, they, they wouldn't protect them from the Arab violence before 1948. Arabs since lived there between 1948 and 1967 because the Jordanians illegally occupied the area. And today the world calls it Silwan. And they uh, stone Jews who live there as we return to live in, in properties in that area. Just last night, a woman carrying her baby was stoned, hit in the chest, walking back from synagogue. Uh, in the in, in that community and the world blames us so the media in the world anyway so we were here at the, for live I was doing a live video when the sirens went off at the Western Wall Plaza and we all had to run for cover the whole plaza with my kids and praying and dancing I scared the kid huh? no, he, just, he just didn't see you going and then you were just right in front of him and he was like Sorry, kiddo. I call Ziv. Ziv was just trying to call me. I'm on 17. And then, just call him. His phone call doesn't take much battery. And then, while we were at the for the fact that he was being stoned and lost, lost control of the car because they were trying to kill him. So that was the morning. Then, all the, Jew, the traditional Jewish uh, Jerusalem Day march through Jerusalem marches through the whole old city of Jerusalem, right? Because we liberated the whole Jerusalem, all the old city of Jerusalem what was forbidden for Jews to go into between 1948 and 1967, forbidden to walk through the half of the old city, forbidden to go to the Western Wall, the Temple Mount, forbidden to go to the Temple Mount. All that is now, miraculously, we, we won that war and we're allowed to go through those places. So the march goes through the old city of Jerusalem, through the Muslim quarter as well, even though it shouldn't be called the Muslim quarter because Jews used to live there. So there's really no reason to call it the Muslim quarter, but somehow that's how we, it's, it's called. And again, the state of Israel decided to appease and capitulate to the Arab Muslim violence and terror and forbid us from walking through the Muslim quarter. So, each time the state of Israel decides to go back... We kept calling each other together, so... Decides to go by its yeah. more um, appeasement, goodwill direction of diplomacy. And if you listen to me, I would tell you, well, each time you appease the violence and the terror, that means they will only escalate even more violence and more terror. And guess what? After we appeased them and doing all these things and capitulated, we ended up getting rockets being shot at us. Abba, is it Yeah. 
Oh, so we're walking the wrong way. Okay, so let's walk this way. So, okay. so we're coming. Me, where, where should he meet us? So, stay, stay there at Shariafo. So, stay at Shariafo. I'm Ben Shelly with Shariafo. I didn't kill Chitzi. Huh? All I want to do is get together with my son, and every time they tell him he can't go into an entrance, they tell him we can't go out of an exit. Just stay at Craziness, because they closed off. They closed off the old city. They closed off the old city because of the rocket attacks from Hamas. You know where, so we were lucky to be in the old city at the Western Wall earlier. So the one behind there. And um, but he wasn't able. To, they didn't let him come to us, and now they're not even letting us go to him. <laughs> we have to go outside of the old city in order to meet him. <laughs> Craziness. Anyway, so then with all where the appeasement, the, the with all the capitulation to the, the violence and terror of our Muslim, our so Muslim enemies, then Hamas shoots rockets. Folks, lesson is simple. So you want to end the violence of the Arab Muslims? You don't capitulate. You don't appease them. You put them in their place. You use strength. This is the Middle East. This isn't Kansas. I will say it over and over and over again. This is the Middle East. This is not Kansas. Pulse of Israel. Frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.